This program is a collaboration of personal opinions and individual free thought. It does not represent the views or narrative of the mainstream corporate media hacks. Viewer discretion is advised. And here we go. From the bell tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. Ah, shit, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. This is the Break the Bell Podcast. It's Monday night, and I am without Bill, so I am joined by uh, the illustrious Dan Smots of the System is Down podcast, which... uh, I mean, he was my, like my last choice, but here he is. Hey, uh, you know, it's at least I wasn't not a choice. I was a choice. I mean, yeah, yeah. Actually, there's it, a lot of people. There are probably more people out there in the world that you would not even want to come on your show. So I don't know. At, at least I'm here. I mean, that's fair. Um, now, now I kind of. Uh, feel a little guilty because I kind of baited you into this whole show. Uh, I had to kill my intro music early because it's hard to, to control you and the intro music. So I'm kind of sad because the vibe just went away and died really fast. It's just like, we're here and dead. But I, I kind of baited you into the show because um, I was sitting here and I was like, I really want should do a show about the Clinton body count because um, it's in the news, which... I, I did not expect 2023 to be still hearing about Clinton suicides, Clinton-related suicides. And then um, when Bill fell through, because Bill had some family issues, I was like, you know what? I'm definitely doing the Clinton body count because I know I could get Dan interested to come in and talk about the Clinton body count. It's true. I, I haven't kept up on it at all. I mean, I'm not great with numbers, but I lost count like at least two years ago. And, it's in uh, the 50s at least that are reported on, and the suicides are in the upper 40s that I know of. Wow. <laughs> and wow. so and it's like, and we'll get into all this shit. So either you're killing people or working for you is so goddamn miserable that everybody <laughs> is just killing themselves. Well, I don't know which one is worse. Right. Exactly. Like, how shitty of a human being do you have to be to know for that many people that have killed themselves? Now, either way, there's a there's a common denominator here, and uh, it's not looking good. We'll get into all the shit, all the new stuff that's going on. But uh, from what I know about just humans in general, like I, I would I would probably predict that the majority of humans are connected to one, maybe two people like closely that have committed suicide in their in you're not connected anymore well well no <laughs> at one point we're connected like you have some kind of direct connect to or like not even direct connect like maybe three or four people out connection with somebody who's who's committed suicide i mean i right. i'd say that's reasonable to say one maybe two people that you know of that are in your life that have committed suicide now imagine 47 in your life, right? If you knew, even if not even friends, just forty-seven people that you know, right? Who have killed them. Well, just imagine like your sphere, like 
your social media sphere even like you're not actually connected to the whatever 20 people that you have following you on on social media but right. or a thousand people I, I don't know how many people follow you on twitter but just imagine those people that you don't even know and you found out like 50 of them committed suicide i mean Based. that that would be i'd be pretty proud of myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean... at that point i'm the lowest common denominator and uh i'll I'm cool with it. That that oh, all right, fair. Uh, Shannon says uh, she was here, but she's leaving because she can't go to bed after listening to Clinton stories. I I I feel like I sleep better after listening to Clinton stories. Yeah, Sharon, just go to bed now and listen to us in bed talking about these stories. <laughs> yeah, put it on your and ears and like subconsciously listen to it in your sleep. I mean, yeah. then then you're not listening to them before bed. There you go. Perfect. I like it. Loopholes. So, obviously, if you don't know already, we're going to be talking about a conspiracy theory that just won't go away. And in the in the show notes, I posted um, some conspiracy theories just don't die. Um, but in this case, this one just keeps dying, like over and over and over again. So, um, we're going to talk about the Clinton body count. We're going to talk about the two latest examples within the last week that have popped up of Clinton-related suicides. I mean, there you go. Like I said, one or two in your lifetime. They had two news stories just in the last week of suicides related to them in a, in a week. It's, right. it's, it's and impressive. Hillary Clinton's not even like a prominent figure, like in any way. Really, like she comes out and gives a statement whenever Donald Trump some, does something. But sure. that's about it. Well, that and she makes complains me... that he stole the election and stuff. But... That makes me question: Is Hillary making a comeback? Is she getting ready to run again? Is that Gotta is that clear why out some of those problem characters? <laughs> yeah. yeah, start cleaning out your closets again because it's been a while since you cleaned those skeletons out. I mean, Once people start dropping dead, you know, Hillary's gearing up for a, a campaign. <laughs> that's 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 what I'm going with here. Um, so we're going to talk about those examples and then get dig a little bit into uh, the Clinton body count and the conspiracy theory and just have 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 fun with it, because that's what we do here is have fun with other people's tragedies. Um, and I, I, again, I haven't kept up on this, so you'll be enlightening me entirely. Because good. like when I see these headlines and stuff, I'm like, is this from like now or a week ago or like two weeks ago or three weeks ago because they're so frequent that um I, it's hard to it's hard to keep up with sure and and we'll talk about all that so before we do we got to mention check us out all over social medias check out this show first before you go check out dan's show this show you can find all over social I media think they already are checking out this show well check it out more um all over and the look social harder medias. get look. closer to your screens if you are watching it and listening to it <laughs> Like and subscribe and share the shit out of it because um, that's uh, how we get our names out there and get on more lists and maybe eventually end up on the, the, the Clinton list. I mean, uh, that, is that how that works? That's that's uh, my goal for this show is to end up on the Clinton list. So um, how many likes and shares and subscribes does it take to get on the Clinton list? I think list? it takes a thousand, just a thousand. That's all. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> no, no, they're, they're, the the bar's pretty low. Um, so, but I'm nowhere near that. So, uh, like, very shares, welcoming and inviting to anybody who wants to be on that list. <laughs> yes. So, you can find us at our handle, which is at Break the Bell Pod, all over the social medias, or you can find links to that at uh, BreakTheBellPod.com. You can also find links to our awesome merch store, where you can get incredible merch such as these, like the I won't. Those eat are your tiny shirts. shirts. Those are tiny shirts. Um, <laughs> Like the I Won't Eat Your Bug shirt, the uh, We Are Not Your Pawn shirt, and some logo merch, some cups, some all, all kinds of shit. So go to BreakTheBellPod.com, get access to that, and buy stuff, and be awesome like like we are awesome. So 
otherwise, check out Dan at uh, the System is Down podcast when you're not listening to this. Otherwise, I am ready to just get right into this if if you are ready. Oh, you get like five minutes of plugs, and I get hey, check this out sometime. Pl- and, all right, let's go. You get plug time. All right, go ahead and plug. But I, I'll give you plug <laughs> time at the end. But I don't know how long you're going to stick around. So you might. I don't well, know how long anybody else is going to stick around either. I, uh, you might as well give it. Down, the system is down. TV or at TSID Pod on Twitter, and that's good enough for now. <laughs> That's almost exactly what I said. Twitter's better, but you can find all the links at TSI or the system is down TV. All right, I'm gonna get into this intro video, and then when we come back, we're gonna talk about the Clinton body count. We'll be right back. Hello. What did you say? Are you talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What are you saying? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Did you just say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? <laughs> All right, that music just just cut out. So, but we're back. Aww. I know <laughs> I, it was I there. Enjoyed the, the two seconds. Here, though. here, I'll, I'll bring it back. Oh, hell yeah. We're back. No, the music cut it. I, I hit the button and it didn't work, so I hit it again and then, like, came on and turned back off. Nice. All right. Technology. Now it's going away. Uh, we are back. I am with Dan Smots of the System is Down podcast because uh, Bill could not System join is down us. TV or at TSID pod on Twitter. That that thing that he just said. Um, Bill could not join us tonight because he had some, some other family issues to um, attend to tonight. So uh, happy wishes and happy thoughts to Bill and his family. And he will be back next week, hopefully. And, um, we'll and then I won't have to do this. Then Dan won't be here and the show will be better because he won't be here. So, uh, Dan, I don't know about you, but I know when I, found, when I found myself like falling into the world of conspiracy theories, which thanks to you, I fell in hard into the world of conspiracy You're theories. You're welcome. You drugged me for like four years and you were like hardcore into it. And then I fell, finally fell head over heels into it. And then you're like, you know, I'm kind of done with this conspiracy theory shit. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I wasn't done with it. It's just that all the conspiracy theory shit became the things that were happening in, in life currently, which I mean, that falls in the same category as this. Like I, in my mind, I stopped digging into conspiracy theories because I'm not like digging as much back into the old stuff like the JFKs and the 9-11s and stuff as much anymore. I, I'm like, yeah, it's probably all bullshit. Now let's talk about it now. Well, that's kind of what I was starting to say was once once you find yourself falling, at least once I found myself falling into the world of conspiracy theories, like it always kind of starts off with the basics like JFK first, obviously. Everybody. Right. I mean, I think. The majority of the world now is a JFK conspiracy theorist, so that's not really saying much. And then you, I find- mean, once Epstein happens and everybody and nobody believes the official story, I th- I think at this point, probably way fewer people are 
like believe the JFK narrative. I would think so. But then, so it goes like this: this order. It's like JFK assassination, then nine eleven, like skepticism, and then you quickly find yourself in the Clinton body count. They're like kind of right up there in the the world of like most popular conspiracy theories. It's like I think it took me a matter of days to end up in the Hillary Clinton or the the Clinton body count. And I remember specifically, I was. I was like watching some documentaries or I was like texting you or something uh, about the Clintons. And then all of a sudden my TV just like shit out and <laughs> and it was just doing like crazy stuff. And I'm just like, oh, shit, I think Hillary's listening while I was texting. you. <laughs> I'm just like, I think I'm on to something here. So um, like the the Clinton body count conspiracy has kind of become a euphemism of sorts for conspiracy theorists like the phrase two shots to the back of the head suicide style that that's like straight from the clinton body count like right. like you you can't think of conspiracy theory suicides without thinking what like two shots to the back of the head and then uh you find yourself realizing oh this is the the clinton story like that's where it derives from or they even have their own verb like basically getting clinton or getting Hil- hillary clinton or whatever it like suicided so I, it, it's interesting to me that they have their own this this couple, this power couple has their own genre of conspiracy theories. Just the fact that there is a word in our common vernacular that is suicided <laughs> tells you all you need to know. It, <laughs> like, it, it's true. And, and really, if you know that word, you know that it probably stems to like whatever the, wherever that word comes up. It probably has something to do with the Clintons because like, I don't know. I mean. Like the CIA, sure, you, you could say this the same thing, but like there's not any prominent figures in our modern day culture aside from the Clintons that the word suicided comes up in, in context with. Yeah, or just like you connect the dots and as soon as you hear suicided, it's like that's instantly where your brain goes. Or if you hear the word Clintons, your brain goes to suicided. It's like they're, they're synonymous to each other. I mean, that might just be our brains, but uh, yes. I mean, other than the... Okay. Other than the Jews, is there any specific group of people that has more conspiracy theories about it? Mm. CIA, maybe, but uh, like down to an individual level, like two individuals. There is literally, I don't think there's anybody that has. Who are the two Jews, Craig? (laughs) I I had to throw that out there because (laughs) because I I knew it would get your attention if you weren't awake yet. Um, But I think even. JFK has a lot of conspiracies surrounding it, but it's surrounding the one incident, the one story. It's all like one conspiracy theory. The Clintons have— Yeah, we don't even talk about anything that JFK did while he was in the White House. Except— The only thing anybody currently knows about JFK in, like, common land is that he died, and there's some (laughs) mystery around his death. And maybe uh, Marilyn Monroe. Fucking Marilyn Monroe. Those are, like, maybe the only two things you know. But, like, the Clintons, it's not just one thing. You've got, like— the body count, like we're going to talk about. You got Pizzagate. You got Epstein. You got the email server. You've got, you got ben... that blowjob from uh, Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, I, I, can you call that a conspiracy theory? <laughs> it's <laughs> funny that that that's what will that that is the conspiracy or whatever, like the big thing that taints his reputation or whatever because he was impeached for it or whatever. But like, I, I mean, I it's hard to think that that wasn't all completely distraction when right. you like. When now we live in now time and we know all the millions of other things that they're tied to, not even just conspiracy land, but like, uh, you know, 
like what was it the clinton foundation all their corruption uh, stuff and all that shit at least uh and yeah that's just their later years yeah at the time of and that's Ron- leaving out I, I mean, we can we can dog on Bill Clinton for receiving a blowjob in the improper context, or we can talk about how he allegedly and seemingly very convincingly raped at least one, possibly more people, probably most likely, more people. most and, likely, more you know, the Epstein lists and all those things. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't even get to like the the what's her name? Paula Paula Jones and uh, Juanita Broderick and uh, God forbid uh, the Monica Lewinsky with um on top of countless other rape allegations, countless other, um, but looking into like I I read into some of these things before doing the show. I I unlike you, I typically like pre-study well, real, real quick. And I shut up, um, <laughs> real quick. Um, it's just weird to think about like that. That was a major scandal at the time, and in the reason why it was a scandal wasn't because he was like a man using his abusive power over a woman like the the real scandal was like this guy was an adulterer mm. in the white house oh my god like we the, we have a, a philanderous adulterer in the white house we can't have that like what, what? so laughable ba- to look at that back on that and judge it with now standards of like i don't like i don't know they're they're clearly killing people what i didn't but, realize though until like reading up on this shit is that uh First of all, CD CD says, hey, y'all, and she says, my favorites. Um, She left Dave, Casey, and Horton to be here with us. Awesome. Anyways, um, back to what we were saying. I was distracted by your alien and CD. Um, That was a gift from CD. At the time. It's it's full of demons, but that's a different story. I, I didn't realize how much stuff they were investigating into Clinton at the time the Monica Lewinsky stuff dropped. Because they were investigating the Whitewater shit. There was a thing called Travelgate they were investigating. They already had like 20 or 25 names on their hit list that they were looking into. One specifically that was um, heavily involved in the Whitewater scandal that just decided to kill himself. Um, There was a lot of shit going on. And then the Lewinsky thing dropped. And that's all anybody has talked about ever since. Right. Well, it's the same as like with Trump, where it's like they're outraged about every single stupid little thing he does. So you're not like actually talking about, you know, him uh, letting Fauci keep his job or uh, appointing John Bolton as his uh, defense, whatever, secretary, Mm -hmm. like terrible, terrible things that he did that we should absolutely be criticizing him for. But we're talking about. Oh, he's orange today, or he squinted at the sun during an <laughs> eclipse, or he he shuffled, he shimmied down a a slippery ramp, like the stupidest things that we act like is the end of the world, and so nobody even thinks about. It's almost like it's almost like he was, you know, controlled opposition the whole time. No, not not Donald Trump. I mean, we can't been... bash on Hillary Clinton and not be full fledged Trump supporters. I mean, no, that's, that's it's not that, possible. That's the the other thing that I've I've noticed. Looking into this whole body count shit and all the Clinton conspiracy theories is now over and over and over again. I see articles and I hear podcasters saying this was perpetuated by the Trump election. It was like kind of rebranded a dead and old, out of date conspiracy theory that we should have let die. And Trump brought this back up. I mean, you were talking about this shit. Before the election even happened. And then yeah, all I was of a sudden, begging Trump. Hey, keep going. The locker up shit. Yeah, sure. Keep going with that, please. <laughs> but yeah. there was never anything there. It was all always just bluster. Like the stuff that he talked about was so surface level. Mm. And I don't, I don't know. It was nothing. 
It was, and uh, I, I get that Q did perpetuate some more of the Clinton stuff, especially with the emails and uh, the Pizzagate and stuff. But hey, I, when you're right, you're right. I don't feel like Trump is responsible for the 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 Clinton conspiracy theories, like revolving through the the darkness of the internet. Um, I just think. Well, um, at this point, pretending like Trump was responsible for Q at all is kind of stupid because yeah. he, he it seems like he didn't give a crap about anything. Even after January 6th, like he didn't even come out and support the people that came out to support him. He didn't even try to do anything over the last how many years? Two years? Three years? Yeah. Trump get them out of jail. And they're still sitting in solitary confinement because he just threw them under the bus. Yeah. that I mean, yeah. Back to Clinton. So. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so just when. Just when you think that the conspiracy theories um, decide to settle down in a retirement home like Hillary Clinton, uh, they they pop back up with a vengeance. Be- and that's why I think maybe maybe Hillary's on to something right now. And I thought that actually six months ago when she came out with her podcast with uh, Chelsea, or maybe Chelsea's planning a run for something. Because I'm just like, why are these Chelsea people— Chelsea who? Clinton. Oh, Chelsea. Yeah. That show? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. They did that- like a— TV show or something? Yeah, they did like a I think, women or something. <laughs> yeah, I think they it, they called it a podcast, but yeah, it was basically just a yeah the the Hillary Chelsea shit show. Um, but this week, this week I found not one but two headlines about two separate Clinton related suicides, and it it kind of made my it shouldn't have surprised me as much as it did. The first one came out, and I was like. You know, that's probably something I need to look into, and I just kind of shelved it. And then within, like, a day, another one came out, and I'm just like, all right, all right, it's back. Here it is. Yeah. It's back with a vengeance. I got to look into this yeah. shit. I'm glad you're bringing it up because I've been quite busy, and this is the type of thing that I would enjoy looking into, but also when you send th- send links to me, I'm if I'm, like, in the middle of something, I'm like, oh, some Clinton's killed somebody else. Okay, so it's Tuesday. All right. So you're like, oh. I, I'm interested because yeah. the last one that I looked into was the guy who l- was like uh, Clinton, had, like liaison between them and Epstein. That's and he, this like, guy drove. Oh, this guy. But it came up this week. It just popped in the headlines again this week. This happened back in Why? May, though. It happened yeah. clear back in May. And I, I have a feeling it might have something to do with the fact that uh, the Epstein list is supposed to be being revealed in the next week or so, so people are dredging the shit back up. But I, I find it You're just odd. running the reruns, hoping that they're uh, relevant again? I, I don't know if there I some new... Well, actually, I do know why it came out. It's because um, his family was sitting on... was not letting the police report come out because they didn't want to... Uh, the gory details and stuff like that of their husband's death to come out. And um, yeah, because that would traumatize them more than knowing the people knowing like how he died. Like, right. Right. Uh, so so uh, a FOIA act um, made them release this actual police report. So that's that's why this came out this week. So but okay. so this was the yeah, first I, one. I think I remember uh, we talked on my show. We talked about um, the guy dying. And then I think we also did a follow up talking about how they you know, the family wanted to be concealed, which was obviously bullshit. Right. So this is so, so this is the story that popped up first this week that came across my my desk. It says uh, death of shot Clinton aide with Epstein ties found tied to a tree and ruled a suicide despite no gun at the scene. <laughs> <laughs> so this one just plays right into all. The... There wasn't a gun there. 
<laughs> Supposedly. Now they've that, that updated seems like his... a yeah, probably one of the details that they wanted kept out because they, uh... they they've updated it since then and said they found the gun thirty feet thirty feet away. So it was a suicide. Didn't obviously. he shoot himself in the chest with a shotgun? Yes, and and hung himself at the same time, right. just yeah, to make he, sure he, he got well, it done right. I mean, I tried to play devil's advocate on this too, like I always try to. Um, if there's any, you know, way. And this one was weird, but um, it, that wasn't the weirdest part. Like, the way that I could see justifying that or explaining that is he wanted to shoot himself and he wanted to make sure if he missed or something went wrong that he still died because he was that done with life. Yeah, that's. But the weirdest part to me was that he was like 20 minutes away from his home in a place that he wasn't like a. He didn't frequent it, had, he uh-huh. had no ties to or anything, to my knowledge. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure about that. I know he's on a ranch. Anyway, let's let's read real quick. Maybe it'll say uh, the mysterious death of an aide to President Bill Clinton with ties to Jeffrey Epstein has been officially ruled a suicide, despite there being no sign of a weapon near the body. So this <laughs> is the initial police report. This is what they got through the FOIA Act. It's not like speculation. This was right. the initial report said there was no gun found. It says Mark Middleton, 59, who served in the Clinton White House in the 90s, was found dead on Heifer Ranch. That's the name of it, is Heifer Ranch. <laughs> that's that's nice and original. In Perryville, Arkansas. It's like uh, when you go into a tattoo shop that's just called Tattoo. Yes. Because that's really all you need for your marketing. That's true. Um, so it was found in found dead on Heifer Ranch in Perryville, Arkansas, May 2nd, 2022. Almost one year after his death, a police report obtained by the outlet this week revealed that Little Rock businessman was discovered with a gunshot wound to the chest and an extension cord tied around his tying his neck to a tree. I could see the male was obviously deceased, Deputy Jeremy Lawson. So this is the initial <laughs> report. He said, obviously he's deceased. He's got a big asshole in his chest and he's hanging from his neck. Right. <laughs> Notably, Lawson's account includes that while officers located a gun case and three boxes of buckshot in th- in his BMW, there was no weapon in sight. Uh, so that's the, the initial report. It says... Though the father of the two of two worked for his family's HVAC business in the years before his death, he previously enjoyed a high-flying lifestyle as special advisor to Clinton and assistant to Chief of Staff Thomas F. Mac McClarty. Middleton notably signed late pedophile Epstein to the White House seven of the 17 times he visited the residence. The Daily Mail said he was also reported to have flown on Epstein's infamous Lolita Express jet. Middleton left the White House in 95. Now get this. This is why he left. Tell me if this sounds like anybody you know today. The following year, his executive access was curtailed after an investigation determined he abused his connections in an effort to become an international deal maker. Sound like anybody today? Sounds like Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> or Hunter Biden? Oh, yeah. He, that too. This guy got fired from the White House. Because he was abusing his power to become an international deal maker. And I mean, to me, that just sounds it's possible that that's true. But it sounds to me like a bullshit reason to fire him because oh, yeah. he knew too much. Probably. But yeah, um, it says but yeah, that- even if they did fire, even if going with their words and they fired him for that, then why? I guess Hunter Biden isn't like employed by the White House or anything. So says, in the, in the months since his death, internet conspiracy theorists have tried to tie Middleton to the Clinton body count. It's not they've tried to. 
You don't have to try to tie him to the Clinton body count if he was tied to the Clintons and he died in a mysterious way. That's really all it takes. Yes. I mean, yeah. It's He's right. very closely tied to not only the Clintons, but he was their connection man for them and Jeffrey Epstein. Right. So, come on. He's it's, basically Epstein's pimp to uh, to the Clintons. Sounds like it. Um, it says body count truthers were also inflamed when Epstein hanged him. It, it gets into some of some of the other stuff that it ties him to, uh, ties the Clintons to, like uh, Clinton or uh, Epstein, and then some of these, like the Seth Rich case and stuff like that. Um, so yeah. this was this was the update. So the first one was posted. On February 22nd, so the very next day, they posted that a shotgun was discovered near his body. So the first report nice. was wrong. We looked around a bit and found one 30 feet away. 30 and We didn't notice the shotgun. Feet. I mean, that is a long ways away for somebody who just killed themselves, but it's not a long way away for an open field where there's a dead body and you're looking around for clues. You didn't possibly <laughs> think the shotgun laying 30 feet away from the body might be some sort of a clue? It says a new set of documents obtained by the Daily Mail states that a Stoger 12-gauge coach shotgun was 30 feet from the body when he was found dead on Heifer Ranch in Perryville. Based on an initial report released yesterday, the outlet previously claimed there was no weapon at the scene. So now, all of a sudden, there is. Now that it went viral that this guy was shot with a cord around his neck and there was no gun, now all of a sudden it's like, no, there was this report that it was found 30 feet away. Well, it doesn't make sense is that if they were going, if this is fabricated, why would they make it 30 feet away? Like, if they're just saying things to say things that sound better why would the 30 feet away be even included you see the thing that i found looking and i've always thought looking into the clinton body count shit throughout my life is um that it's like they intentionally make it so it's clearly not suicide is is how it appears to me it's like they don't even try they intentionally try to make it not look suicide so that when it comes out that it was suicide, it's so blatantly obvious in your face, and it's just like, I fucking got away with it. There's nothing you can do about it. Because, that I mean, that's the case with all these, like the whole two shots to the back of the head, suicide. I mean, that's that's not plausible. Yeah. So when, when like, nobody— Did you need the two, or was that a, a calling card, as Ole Damagard puts it? Like, sure. do these people, uh, you know— put hints in there that they i mean they know they're gonna get away with it even if they came out and said i killed him they would still get away with it doesn't really fucking matter but sure. um if they're wanting maybe other people in their click to i don't know is it their 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 jigsaw cut out of the puzzle piece on the neck or something to be like hey that's mine and i'm proud of it uh cd says can you overkill yourself and says uh stop gaslighting or use ricin next time somebody's been watching way too much Breaking, uh, breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, yes. Yep. Uh, that's the only reason <laughs> that, anybody... That's, where, that's the show that everybody learned about Ryzen. I was going to say, like, that's that the only reason handy. <laughs> anybody knows about Ryzen is because of Breaking Bad <laughs> and right. how to cook meth. Um, mm -hmm. it's a, it goes on to say, it's believed that Mr. Middleton pulled the trigger on the firearm casing, casing it to, or causing it to discharge and strike him in the chest, and then he fell from the bench, causing the extension cord to become tight, cutting off his breathing. So he wanted to make sure he was good and dead. Is what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, it goes on yeah. to say. Now, also, like, if it is true, it's like this one annoys the crap out of me now because it's like, if you made it up, why'd you make it 30 feet away instead of five feet away or 10 feet away? Maybe it's possible that the 
you know, kickback, knocked it out of his hands and it flew away. But like, 30 I feet? could I could wrap my brain around maybe somehow he flew back and threw it or something. And it was an involuntary response, muscle reflex or something that threw it. But again, how did you not notice the shotgun laying in the grass 30 feet away? Right. Like one of these things has to you know, be false. Because maybe maybe it that first can't be, can't be both. Maybe that first officer just was like, nope, don't see it and walked away. And then somebody else is like, maybe we should look for it and made his own report. Um, it does say that uh, they believe I can't find it right now, but they believe that the uh, recoil from it flung it out of his hands to a distance of 30 feet. And I don't know about yeah. you, but uh, that's like the distance of my house is probably about 30 feet. Uh, is it? Uh, I don't know. It can't be much I mean, more. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it would be something like that. It'd be a ways. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's, 30 feet is, is farther away than ten yards. my brain first went to. Yeah, that's... Ten, 10 fucking yards, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, but, I, I mean, I you've shot a shotgun. I've shot a shotgun. Could, he th- could you throw a, a shotgun 30 feet I'm if sh- you wanted to? <laughs> I'm sure you could if you flung it, like if you whipped it and f- like flung it like Frisbee style. Right. But I... Man, that thing's got to have some serious kickback to the chest to fling, fling thirty fucking. I, I, I don't think he maybe, was worried that much about kickback at that point. <laughs> maybe, yeah, no kidding. Maybe, I mean, it doesn't really say the terrain of the land. It, maybe if it was like on top of a hill, maybe it rolled like bounced. Maybe down it had away. wheels on it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't know. A lot of speculation here. Why well, I I think we're trying way too hard to to prove that this could be possible i mean i I autistically try to to you know find what we could possibly be missing because yes it is crazy to think that public figure and former you know first lady and presidential candidate and this and that it's it's absolutely absurd the people who say it's crazy to think this they are correct now explain to me how the shotgun gets 30 feet away and also they don't notice it the first time going and uh... On top of that, usually when people commit suicide, they're not thinking real clearly. They're not thinking really, like, in a problem-solving matter. Right. Like, usually it's more emotional-driven than, like, problem, like, analytically-driven. Like, I don't know too many people that have killed themselves, and they're like, well, in case this happens, <laughs> yeah, in case yeah. I'm going to stand on a bench with a rope around my neck or an extension cord around my neck and then shoot myself in the chest so that when the kick happens, the bench falls over and then I drop down and choke. Like, that's really I analy- mean, good on him for having the foresight. He was probably a Boy Scout. He came prepared. <laughs> sure, but usually if you have, usually the two, the emotional side and the analytical side don't really play hand in hand that well. Yeah. This time, apparently, they were just right on cue with each other. It's like both the left and right hemisphere of his brain were just in sync and they were just determined yeah. to make this shit happen. Oh yeah, he, he had the logical and the creative side in sync. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, how can we how can we pull this off and, you know, make it look sexy? I I mean it did. And maybe he was just like, you know, I'm gonna drive conspiracy theorists nuts with this suicide. Maybe that he's like, I've read all the <laughs> stories. <laughs> And I'm going to feel this. about John McAfee's death. Like there's a part of me that thinks that John McAfee did actually kill himself. Just, Most of me doesn't think that he did, but there's part of me that thinks that he did. Cause he's like, Hey, I'm going to spend the rest of my life in here. I would rather off myself. And I've said so many times that I never would, 
So now my legacy will live on forever and ever. And these conspiracy theorists will always remember me as a, right. a icon because yeah. I did not wink, wink, kill myself. I mean, in a way, isn't it like immortalizing yourself? Isn't it kind of yeah. like Elvis is dead? Like Elvis has never died. And he died, right. what, 50, like 40 years ago? And Elvis is, Kurt Cobain's never died. Uh, Tupac's never died. Like, all these people have, yeah. have immortalized themselves because of the weirdness surrounding their lives and their deaths. So, I mean, in a way, it's it's genius if you don't want to live, but you want to keep your... I mean, frankly, if John McAfee did kill himself as, like, his final major troll, I have infinitely more respect for him than him being suicided. <laughs> all right. I mean, that, that that's awesome. That's like dedication to the troll where you're like, I'm going to spend like I spent my life just trolling the hell out of the system. And these people, these 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 scumbags that have been making my life hell my entire life, um, my followers will never let them live this down if I killed myself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's awesome. I will live forever. <laughs> so so that was, like I said, the 22nd or the 23rd. Was it the 22nd? Or the 22nd was the first report. The 23rd was the second report. So the next day they came out and like, no, there actually was a gun. It was just thrown uh, 30 feet away. Then on the 24th, a new report comes out and says oh, another former Clinton associate is dead of apparent suicide. So within three days, we have whisper, not even whispers, screaming of Clinton related suicides within three days and that that's when it gets weird to me because it's like almost like they were building up to this one by bringing right. we up gotta get we gotta get rid of that one and you know give the people what they're demanding with the foia and all that shit uh-huh because this one's coming down the pike right it's just like <laughs> it's like this is a year old almost a year old story they drudge it back up for two days and then all this of a sudden one the this... last one uh, the, the, last one, right? the, the last one, yeah. It happened back in May, almost a year ago. And they're like, you know, we got to spend two days talking about this leading up to this next one. Hey, I need to refill before we get into this next one because it's uh, it's more interesting to me because <laughs> no. I'm, I'm not familiar at all. All so right, fair enough. Go. You, you do what you got to do. I'll be right back. Well, Dan just uh, his professionalism shows here. He just cuts out mid-show mid, mid instead of waiting till the break, which is in like 10 minutes. Um, so I... I where do y'all stand on this freaking Clinton body count stuff? Because most of it's shit that I heard of. Most of it's stuff that I've dug into briefly. You know, the fridge is close. You don't got to bitch about me, though. The uh, whole 30 seconds <laughs> that I'm gone. Jeez. God. <laughs> most of the shit, like I said, I, I've dug, I haven't dug. I have dug into, but I, I've read. And then it's like when you start hearing stuff like this, you start digging a little deeper. And the more you dig, it's just like this gets really, really fucking weird. Um the further back you go, it's just like this trail, a trail of bodies. And I, I'm sure there's people out there, like notorious people out there that have larger trails of bodies. But to like you've got this power couple that on one hand is like heralded as these like heralded heralded as these philanthropic. It, it, it always comes back to the philanthropist. Philanthropic. <laughs> it always comes back to the philanthropists. Uh, where it's just like, well, these people are terrible humans. And they're like, no, they couldn't possibly be because they're philanthropists. And uh, right. I did a whole show about like Bill Gates and a couple of the other philanthropists and yep. <laughs> talked about how it's just Jeffrey a, Epstein was an amazing philanthropist. Right. It's, it's just a fucking front for how shitty of a person they are. It's just um, 
Yeah, it, like the Bill Gates thing we've talked about before, and I'm sure you talked about it then. Oh, yeah. Like he, like, he was a scumbag, and everybody hated him because he was a corporate, greedy, fat cat, like bigwig. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he just decided to rebrand and hand out vaccines sure. and stuff like that. <laughs> well, it, <laughs> and I mean, uh, now he, he's just doing it for the good of the people. It's it's a tale as old as, like, uh, corporatism because, like, that's how Rockefeller rebranded. He was, like, one of the robber barons, quote-unquote, right. and then all of a sudden now he's— uh, heralded, heralded as uh, one of the the most like the biggest philanthropists of his day. So I mean, it to me when I hear that somebody's a philanthropist anymore, it's it just like that person's a fucking criminal. So you're telling me you're a pedophile? <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> I'm not saying all philanthropists are pedophiles, but but all pedophiles are philanthropists. <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> so so this one can't... I, don't 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 misconstrue that either. I'm not saying I'm. I'm saying philanthropists in quotes at the end of that last one. <laughs> Obviously. Um, I, I, I'm just going to move on before I get in trouble. So this came out on this uh, the 24th. So the next day, it says, Another former Clinton associate dead of apparent suicide. Uh, apparently, and these aren't like, and it, it would be one thing if it was just like, well, this guy bumped into bill clinton along the way or um we brush shoulders we happen to work at an event together it would be different but it's always like longtime friend of bill clinton Best or friend yes. <laughs> and, or you should feel sad because another one of bill clinton's best friends is dead <laughs> so again it, it's hard to not may it, go down the rabbit hole here because it's I mean, some of the connections people make with conspiracy theories are so stretching. You don't have to stretch to make the connections here. Says a billionaire and noted friend of former President Bill Clinton has died of an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. Now listen to the details, the level of detail in this report. Please, this is is the moment I've been waiting for this whole time. What's What's the new? Just after 11 a.m. on Thursday, emergency responders were called to the office of Lee Equity Partners on Fifth Avenue in New York City. There they found the company founder and chairman, Thomas H. Lee, lying on his side in his office's bathroom. He had a gunshot. So this is 11 a.m. He had a gunshot wound to his head and a handgun by his side. Unfortunately, medical teams could not revive him, and he was pronounced dead at the scene. He was 78. I mean, how many more years does this guy have to to stretch this out for like you one mean, you mean two? like why would he kill himself at 78 <laughs> yeah. who who commits suicide when they're almost dead anyway pretty much yes <laughs> says all right so here's the funny stuff it says police claimed the pistol found near the body was registered to lee and the license for the gun was located in his office so they want to make it clear point out very factually that this it's was like, definitely like indeed his gun. Who takes finding the passports from nine eleven? <laughs> yes. Who who brings? I mean, I maybe it was in his wallet. That's all. Here's I my take. receipt. I'm gonna leave <laughs> right. it here on the desk. Just in I case. just want to confirm that this was definitely my gun. And <laughs> maybe he was like uh, to play devil's advocate here again. Uh, maybe you've seen that episode of The Office where uh, Dwight hires like the hitman for Oscar for Angela, and uh, it's like the nerdy friend of mm-hmm. Dwight. And she she asks, they're like meeting in the car and she's like, well, do you have a gun? He's like, yeah, check this out. He pulls out a receipt and shows it to her. <laughs> she's like, she's like, what is this? He's like, that's for the gun. That's I'm not- how you know. 
you know, it's a, it's a good gun. And uh, he's like, she's like, where is it? He's like, it's in a safe at home. You want to see the receipt? <laughs> I'm not going to bring a gun in my car. Are you crazy? Right. <laughs> yeah, But it's like in some of these other cases I want to get into later. They're like, that definitely wasn't his gun. I don't I've never seen this gun in my life. And like kids and family members saying, no, he never owned a gun like that. And then like. Two years later, they recant their statement. They're like, oh, yeah, I remember that gun. Yeah, that was definitely his gun. Um, in this yep. case, they wanted they For wanted 50K, to clear up. He had any gun you want to say he had. Right. So <laughs> in this case, it's like they, they don't want any question here surrounding this one. They want to make sure you know this was his gun. So we're going to leave. What do, you think, what do you think the payoff price point is for something like that? To go to a family member and say, hey, tell them he had a gun. For me, I mean, I'm I'm a cheap whore. You offer mm-hmm. me a couple hundred bucks, and I'll say anything. You if want. Hillary Clinton killed, murdered your wife. Oh, okay. I mean, if your wife was suicidal and killed herself, wink, wink. Um, how much money would it take for you to go? Well, yeah, yeah, that was her. She gun. seemed suicidal, and she definitely had a gun and all that shit. And well, on the on that note, a lot of these cases, specifically, I think. It was the last one. Yeah, the last one, they made sure to point out, obviously, even the coroner said, I think, in this one, in the last one, that the coroner came out and pointed out that the guy had been depressed for the last year or so. It's like, how is that the coroner's position to say? And on the, <laughs> Dissected the brain. He's like, there's the, there's the, the depression points. And <laughs> uh, I can clearly see that those are gray, which means depression. But even... Even that, that is not proof of suicide. And that's what they're using. Like, the family's like, oh, yeah, he's been depressed. It's like, but that's not proof that he killed himself at all. Especially when you're in such a high-ranked position where you're dealing with um, these high-profile people that don't want any of their shit to get out. If you— He's I mean, 78. This isn't his first rodeo for handling tough information. Well, I'm just—like, imagine this— Let's talk about the the Clinton aide or any of the Clinton aides that have just uh, mysteriously off themselves. Um, you're imagine you're the Clintons, and you've got this guy that knows all your deep, dirty secrets, and then all of a sudden he starts getting a little bit irrational, a little bit depressed, um, where you're maybe not even he drinks too much. Yeah, maybe he's having a you're like he might he might say something at the bar or something like the the level of security at that point. Yeah. I mean, I've watched enough movies to know that once people start going down the road, they become a liability real quick, and they end up with two bullets to the back of the head. I've seen enough shows to know. I Breaking mean, Bad. I was going to say, Breaking Bad is one of them. It's a classic example. It's just like— It's uh, a tough call to make for some. I doubt it's as tough for the Clintons. No. So the fact that they're depressed doesn't mean that they killed themselves. It could lend more cre- credence to the fact that they needed to go bye-bye. Right. Yeah. They could like it would be very taxing and very depressing to hold on to this information for your entire life. And you would be depressed even if you plan to take it to your grave. And then, uh, you know, the, the fact that you know it, though, probably it's pretty stressful and depressing knowing that if the information that's in your brain ever comes out of your brain, you're going to be killed anyway. So, <laughs> like, that's probably pretty taxing. And knowing that, you know, that I, I got to wonder, like. The people who work in these positions with the Clintons, do they know about the Clinton? I mean, they know about the Clinton body count, right? I mean, <laughs> they, they have to. Do, do, are they like 
I mean, that's got to put you on edge at least a little bit, even if you're like, oh, I, I like these people. I trust these people. But I'm reading on Reddit about the 45 people. Jeez, <laughs> good Lord. Is any of this? I, I want to go ask them if this is true. But if it is true, then that would be my that's, last mistake. Right. It's like you wandered into, I don't know, a snake pit and now you've become part of them and you can stay as part of them or die if you stay you might die if you leave you will die it's like being in a fucking gang is like or the mafia or so it's literally like the mafia with fancy ties and shit um because it's like once you're in you're in even if you didn't mean to get in as deep as you did you're now in and you're not getting out well if if you do get out it's in a body bag once you cross the knowledge line once you have the knowledge of good and evil you cannot go back once you exit the Matrix. Right. Yes, there is no going back. Uh, it says Lee is perhaps best known for his for developing a business strategy known as leveraged buyout. In a leveraged buyout, a company borrows against assets of a company in order to buy that same company. So he sounds like a major dick is what he sounds I was, like. I mean, just the, the phrase leveraged buyout without even thinking too hard about it, what it means, it sounds like... It's probably corruption. <laughs> but he was a philanthropist, too. He says, I've been lucky to make some money. I'm more than happy to give some of it back. He donated $22 million to Harvard University in 96. Um, it says, like many financiers and Harvard alums, Lee was well-connected. He even shared a longtime friendship with former President Bill Clinton and his wife, Hillary. After Hillary- I mean, is, is, giving, is giving money to a college really giving back? Like, what is it going towards? Does it say? Uh, no, it just says... Um, he just donated money. Like, here, Marks, universities one of the la- use this. One of the largest donations the university has ever received from a living alumnus. He also right. served on the board but if you of... Know that if you know that uh, university is corrupt and you're paying them to continue, like, what is the money going towards exactly? Like, philanthropy, it, like, this is under the umbrella of philanthropy because he contributed money to a thing but if that thing also pushes his agenda well that's all uh, philanthropy is is to buy and pu- push your own agenda that yeah that's at the end of the day what it is um that's true go back and listen to my whole episode about philanthropists because i i get pretty deep on that too um, i'm gonna do that right now do it right now no don't don't do it right. oh my god oh well, we lost dan again it says, I wish I had like the ability to like link my computer audio so that I could like just pull up the episode and have it start playing in the background. <laughs> that, would drive, that would piss me off. So it, it talks about how he was a longtime friendship with President Bill and Hillary Clinton. It says not not just friends. They're not just like you know we're chummy chummy. Um, apparently, after her 2008 Democratic not her unsuccessful nomination. Her and Bill spent time at his mansion in the Hamptons to keep out of the public view. So they went and spent time at his place. That's how close and chummy they are. There, it's not, again, not stretching to, to, to point out the connection with the Clintons. They right. hung out at his fucking house. Right. <clears throat> Says Lee's kind of like Epstein hanging out at the Queen's uh, bungalow, but that's that's a different. Thing. Or uh, um, what's his name hanging out at Prince Andrew hanging out at Epstein's bungalow, right. or Bill Clinton hanging out at. Epstein's bungalow, bungalow, but uh, who's counting? Yeah, somebody's counting. It says Lee's death also comes on the heels of the apparent suicide of fellow Clinton associate Mark Middleton, who reportedly took his own life at an Arkansas ranch last May. Vince Foster, who served as Clinton's White House deputy counsel, died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound 
in July of 1993, just six months after Clinton's inauguration. Vince Foster's one because I want to talk about some of these. Um, yeah, I don't know the Wayback ones. ones. Like, you know, I know there's the count, but I don't know all the the history. Vince Foster, I want to say I definitely want to say he was the first because it happened in '93, and Clintons were governor since like the '80s and like attorney general in like the '70s. So you know their body count was piling up. But Vince Maybe. Foster was kind of <clears throat> no, they were. Um, Vince Foster were, were they to body count level like as governor and well, like all I said, <clears throat> like I said, I think in when. Bill became president. They were already talking like 20, 25 that they were looking into. I think Vince Foster was like the first one where they're like, oh, we need to look at this because this is really fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I'd say it was the OG of the Clinton body count stories, but it wasn't like the first. It was like where it was kind of the kickoff point where they're like, maybe we should start looking into this because it's getting really freaking weird. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more. It was the linchpin for like, Hey, that's enough. Um, this, I mean, I mean, conspiracy theory only works for the first twenty-three suicides around you. Maybe by twenty-four, people start going, "Hmm, maybe." Well, Vince Foster was like Hillary's bro, Hillary's best bud. They were like next door neighbors okay. growing up and shit. And like, he like worked at the law firm with her, and then they moved to Washington D.C. with her. I'm pretty sure they were fucking. I'm almost positive they were. No, uh, <clears throat> Hillary doesn't do dudes. Well, we all know that. There's speculation that they were fucking. <laughs> um, so crazy conspiracy theory. Yeah, and, I don't buy it. She's a lesbian, obviously. Obviously, she's a lesbian. Look at her haircut and her pantsuits. Um, and her husband, <clears throat> but she allows to do whatever. It's it's almost time for me to take a quick break. But before I do, I wanted to just look at this comprehensive Clinton body count list. Just in spirit of recent events, I want to just... Do you have it, like, queued up so it plays like a credit scroll? Because no, that, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. But no, oh. I can scroll it like a credit scroll. Um, I'm just going to get right into the list. I'm not going to read the other details. Uh, so it starts with James McDougal, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about him in a little bit um, because he's connected to the Whitewater scandal, which is also connected to Vince Foster, uh, which is like where this whole big mess in conspiracy theories all started. Uh, He was Clinton's convicted Whitewater partner, died of an apparent heart attack while in solitary confinement. He was a key witness in Ken Starr's investigation. So Ken Starr was, Ken Starr was supposedly a, the, uh, what do they call them? The, The guy that investigates that's like, Special counsel. He was a special counsel. He's basically tasked to take down President Clinton, and he did everything except for take down President Clinton. I'm positive he was uh, controlled opposition. Um, Number two, I'm not going to read. There's like 50 on this list, but there's a couple of notable ones I want to point out. Mary Mahoney was a former White House intern, was murdered in July 97 at a Starbucks coffee shop in Georgetown. The murder happened just after she was about to go public with her story of sexual harassment in the White House. So this one is weird to me because they say she was killed because she was about to say that she was sexually harassed by Bill Clinton. Now, the official... Harassed? That's child's play. Right. The official story is that she was robbed at gunpoint and the guy shot her at the, she was a manager at the Starbucks. So she went from interning at the white house to a Starbucks manager. So that's the level of downgrade she took. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, apparently there was a robbery and she got shot. So, uh, my question though, is if she was really killed because of allegations of sexual harassment, 
why wasn't like Juanita Broderick or Monica Lewinsky or the Paula Jones? Why weren't they all offed? Was that too public? It's true. Like, like, yeah. why are they still alive when they revealed so much more and yeah. nothing has happened to them? Yeah, I mean, I've had Juanita on my show, and um, she's an awesome woman, and I believe her. But also, yeah, I've wondered the same thing, and the same thing about, like, Alex Jones and stuff. Like, you can't say forever that you are going to die at any point. Like, like with Alex Jones in particular. Like, mm-hmm. you can't say forever, like, you're this dangerous character. It's like, and they can, like, the CIA can do whatever they want, but you're still alive. Yeah, I know that they're, they're they're dragging him to ruin right now, but yeah, it is strange that uh, Juanita Broderick. Maybe um, you know enough time passed before she went public with it or whatever that she was too much of a public figure. But then maybe I think that she talked about it before she put out her book, and so maybe I don't know she she just gained too much of a following before then. Well, I don't know. That's what, maybe this became too public of a story for it her to just like go the way or maybe they the just thought that it was far like that was back when he was like governor or running for governor even like mm-hmm. it was a long time before so they might just be like yeah who cares and it was nobody's gonna care about that it was long before the hashtag me too movement so they're right. probably just like yeah, if we sh- start, sh- if we like start killing happens. everybody who claims that bill clinton raped them it's gonna start looking real suspicious <laughs> well then then they're just like okay we got to start killing everybody um vince foster that's the the one i was talking about says former white house counselor and uh, colleague of hillary clinton at little rocks rose law firm so the same law firm she worked at he died of a gunshot wound to the head and it was ruled a suicide that one is very interesting you'll be you'll want to stick around for that story because that is the one that i'm that one has so many more questions than the one with the guy that shot himself with the the rope around his neck wow um Let's see. Scrolling down, I've got Ed Willie, a Clinton fundraiser found dead November 1993, deep in the woods in Virginia of a gunshot wound to the head, was ruled a suicide. He died on the same day his wife, Kathleen Willie, claimed that Clinton groped her in the Oval Office in the White House. Ed Willie was involved in several Clinton fundraising events. So his wife comes out and she's like, Bill Clinton groped me. And then he's like, oh, I can't handle this news. And he goes and kills himself (laughs) the same day, the same fucking day. Uh, add up to you <laughs> yep i mean yep. that that seems like a re- if logical I found out that my wife got molested by a presidential candidate i would kill myself <laughs> uh scrolling down suzanne coleman reportedly had an affair with clinton when he was the arkansas attorney general she died of a gunshot wound to the back of the head ruled a suicide there it is she was pregnant at the time of her death who shoots themselves in the back of the fucking head Absolutely nobody. You don't even need two shots. Nobody shoots themselves once in the back of the head. If you're going to kill yourself, you don't you don't hold it back here and shoot. It just it, no. Maybe, maybe she's like, "There's more brain matter back here. I don't want to no. like no, no, nothing. <laughs> you got nothing." There. I mean, think 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 about the movie where the guy kills himself and he holds it to the back of his head mm-hmm. instead of the temple. Like it's always the temple or the mouth. Everybody, everybody knows that. Well, everybody who saw that in a movie would be like. That was a shitty movie. Why would anybody do that? They would be like, who wrote this fucking script? Because this I, is... We need to make the, the parody sketch where it's like somebody is like really close ties to the Clintons. And they're like, they're just like so depressed. It has nothing to do with politics or any of the Clintons or any of that stuff. They're just very depressed for whatever reason. And they're like, man. And then it builds up to this va- final tense moment. And they're like, all right. 
bang, bang. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just so unbelievable. Everybody is just it, like, what? If this was written into a, a script of any kind, like, the, the fact that I can basically describe the thing that you just said and say that that should be a parody sketch. That's how you know. <laughs> that's how it, unbelievable. It would not work in a movie. Right. Number 17, uh, Danny Casalero was an investigative reporter, was investigating Mina Airport and Arkansas's Development Finance Authority. He slid his wrist apparently in the middle of his investigation. Now, do you know much about the Mina Airport stuff? Mm-mm. Like there was the, what's his name? Barry something. What I can't think of his name. Goldwater. No, he was the guy that flew the planes. Uh, the Tom Cruise movie was written about him. Uh, he flew the drug plane in and out of Arkansas to Columbia. You know about the Iran-Contra affair, right? Uh, minimally. Oh, my God. <laughs> you suck. Um, I know. So basically, uh, the United States wasn't supposed to be supporting this this war in Iran. So they were like, the CIA was like sending, was like buying cocaine from Colombians and selling right. it to, and this also perpetuated the crack epidemic in the 80s. And then they were selling it. And using the money to buy weapons to send to Iran. And this was... So this isn't, like, all this CD shit... CD knows. Bring CD on. All this stuff... CD knows more than you. Um, all this stuff isn't just specifically tied to the Clintons, because the Iran-Contra affair happened under Reagan and freaking Poppy Bush. So they're all tied in this shit. Um, but the thing is, with Arkansas, Arkansas had some... I don't know if it's still like this, but... <clears throat> Arkansas politics... <clears throat> Apparently was like synonymous synonymous with like corruption. Like you, there was an article that said you could literally, like somebody could literally take a giant bag of cash into a bank, drop it off to the bank manager, and he would dish it out evenly to all his tellers so it wouldn't like get flagged. That and there was, nice. it's like what you think of of like good old boy Southern politics, where it's like I scratch my back, you scratch it. Like Arkansas was like the mecca of corruption. <clears throat> so these planes would fly in and out of Columbia into Arkansas, specifically this Mina airport. And there's a lot of speculation to believe that the governor at the time was in the very least turning a blind eye to all the shit that was going on. And the governor happened to be Bill Clinton. And a lot of people surrounding this Mina airport scenario happened to die as well. Including huh. this guy, inve- including this investigative reporter, he hit hit investigative gold in this story, and then all of a sudden he's just uh-huh. like, "I'm going to cut my wrists and die in the middle of my investigation." I'm on I'm on the breakthrough story of my career. I just can't, though, man. I just can't. Barry Seal, that's his name. Barry Seal was the famous uh, drug plane flyer that um, he ended up like getting busted, and then he worked as an informant, and then um, he ended up getting shot by Colombians too. So he died too. Now, this one here, Kevin Ives and Don Henry, this is also connected to the Mina thing. Apparently this was two teenage boys that may have stumbled upon an airport drug operation, and um, they all of a sudden fell, like smoked a bunch of weed, fell asleep on train tracks, and got ran over by the train. <laughs> they both did? Yes. <laughs> now... A, a second autopsy, a second, no, a second autopsy <laughs> uh, found that one had, I think, a bullet hole in his head and another, his skull was crushed 
like before the I don't know how they can tell if the train crushed a skull or something else crushed it before. But one at so least somebody one of them shot themselves on the train track. Well, no, this just came out later. So they like, had the foresight to be like, I'm so suicidal. No, they're, <laughs> that they, I'm gonna... they, they tried to play it off as a train. Just like these, they, they specifically said they smoked too much weed, fell asleep on the train tracks. <laughs> and I mean, you're talking about the age of That's a uh, lot of weed. man. Yeah. <laughs> this is your, <laughs> this is your brain on drugs. You're talking about that era. So, right. um, but, but yeah, later autopsies showed that they were probably killed and there's speculation that they stumbled on one of these drug drops and they were killed because of it. And one happens to be like a former WWE star. I don't know if he's a star, but he's like a WWE guy was like, yeah, when I wasn't doing my WWE gig, I was a bodyguard for these drug runs, and I actually ha- he supposedly has video proof of this incident happening. So he doesn't now. Well, I'm surprised he 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 can't be real or he'd be dead too. Um, oh wait, I, I thought you were talking about one of the guys that died. No, I'm talking about a guy that supposedly witnessed it. He was he okay. went on to be in the WWE, but on his off time, he was a bodyguard for these. Colombian drug cartels. I mean, that kind of checks out, I suppose. Yeah, sure. If you're roided out. Um, number thirty-three. I've got James Mylan was found. This one's great. Found decapitated. However, the coroner ruled his death was due to natural causes. Oh, come on, come on. <laughs> what are the natural causes of decapitation? <laughs> his head just fucking fell off. <laughs> Sometimes you outgrow those. Um, does it say like what it was from? It, that's all it says. It doesn't even say how he's connected. Like uh, down the list, it gets kind of short, short in detail. So this might be like a distant connection that they're tying to it. But still, sure. he's found decapitated I and mean, ruled natural. Causes natural causes. Be like he was riding a horse and a tree took his head off that's, or something. That's not natural causes though. That would still be like there'd still I, be. I guess there'd still be like something in like cause of death i'm I'm trying here i'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt they would cause it's getting real hard in the in the death uh report they'd say like blunt force trauma caused decapitation or something like that i wanted to say natural causes (laughs) right um and then scrolling on down because there's like at least 50 says 57 in this but this is one of my favorites and this one i'm sure you've looked into the most is seth rich which is still nobody has any clues as to how, why he was killed or who killed him or what happened or well, why this up-and-coming DNC guy who may or may not have leaked the WikiLeaks files um, just So we don't know how he killed. died? We know he got shot in the head twice, in the back of the head. Okay. Um, but he was the guy that Fox News was like, uh, Seth Rich was the WikiLeaks guy, and then a couple days later he got shot, and he then they're like, they're like, well, I don't even think they said this was suicide. There's just nothing. There's nothing on this guy mm-hmm. still. Nobody has a fucking clue. Um, so they're they think he wasn't the guy that got mugged, was he? Yeah, he was. He was the one that supposedly. And then like he, he got mugged and he had a bunch of expensive stuff on him yeah, that was never yeah, taken. He, he had just shot himself. Gold watch. He had gold chains. He like who? First of all, who's just walking down the street and all this gold as a DNC chairman or whatever? And um, well, if you did. That would be the first thing to go, I would think, if yeah. you're getting mugged. Yeah, a botched robbery. They shot him, and they're just like, oh. Whoops, uh, we forgot to take anything. <laughs> yes. We were I just mean, here to kill somebody who wor- just happens to work for Hillary Clinton. Obviously. So I, I want to get take a break because I want to talk about at least Seth Rich a little bit and then Vin- 
I want to talk about Vince Foster because he's the one you don't know anything about because you don't read. Um, Correct. Because this is one that goes way back and it will pique your interest because mm. it's got it's got a lot of weird stuff too. Not as weird as decapitated by natural causes, but yeah, re- my interest is is pretty peaked at this point. Like here here's a here's a spoiler. A guy shoots himself in the head in a park, and there's no blood found around his body. No bl- brains blown anywhere. Take just, your break. Just, just, just take your break. Just take just just take the break. I, I'm gonna take a break. We're gonna take <laughs> two or three minutes. I'm gonna top off my drink, and uh, we'll be back with Dan Smots of the System Is Down podcast to talk about the uh, the the Clinton body count. I am not suicidal. I am not either. So. But neither was uh, Jeffrey. But Epstein. you never know you how just... I'll feel in the next 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after being on this show. That's we'll, right. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remster W. Martinez, and I asked myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence to new ways to develop rugged individualism to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. And we're back. I am with Dan Smots of the System Is Down podcast talking about the Clinton body count because it's the only way I could get Dan to come on is if I'm talking about something that he's interested in and apparently knows that. Well, that's true, yeah. Apparently knows literally nothing about. For a conspiracy theorist, you literally know nothing. You know that? I know. CD says... Because I told you, um, you don't read on the read up on the shit. She said it's not that Dan doesn't read; it's Dan can't read. So um, now, plus my comment, and then Dan said, <laughs> "CD is correct. I think I wish I knew what she said." It's <laughs> <laughs> fair. That's fair. <clears throat> so, uh, what do you think of these? Also, also I, ju- I just want to point out that Streamyard needs to get their shit together because i should not have the ability the very tempting ability to, that every time you go on a break i can <laughs> unmute myself and it is very hard every time to there's, not unmute myself there's got to be a setting in there to prevent you from doing that that i just haven't I found so. yet <laughs> um because i always forget about that until i come back and i'm just like 
Oh, I hope I don't know what he said while I was gone. <laughs> I think one time, it's very possible. one time, I think you guys were carrying on a conversation just while I was gone. Well, yeah, I, I, I think at that point we thought it muted automatically. Yes, we didn't notice. No. But yeah, that's the flaw of that. But um, Dan, what do you think so far of these? I think the Hillary the, Clintons the two latest. kill people. Well, the Hillary Clintons or both Clintons? Mostly Hillary. I was going to say Bill Clinton. Do you think Bill is part of this, or do you think Bill is just off partying? And I think Bill just wants to put his thing in things, and he keeps doing that. And she's like, "Fine, you can do that. I'm going to be over here making some progress in the world." And uh, her progress just happens to be, you know, killing people for her own political gain. Is there? I mean, Bill Clinton isn't trying to get back in the ring. He was already like eight times in the White House, and. For eight years in the White House and, and was a like, governor and all these things. I think it was like 12 years as a governor and like a couple of years as an attorney general. So, I mean, he's done his time. He's been at the top and right. every level up to the top. Um, he did as much as you could in public politics in the United States. Now, a part of me, not a part of me, most of me thinks this is mostly uh, Hillary, like you said. Like, he's off just doing his thing and she's just like, shit, my husband made a mess again. And he's ruining everything that I've worked so hard for, so I need clean up after him. It's like and- she played cover for him for all these years. Like, she ran cover for him on his, like, rape allegations and all that, even though she was clearly a lesbian the entire time. And now he has to run cover for her and be like, yes, we're a happy couple. No, I'll keep doing my thing over here and these kids. And, and no, uh, she, did, she's- she did not kill those women. <laughs> Uh, she did not have I did not have sexual intercourse with those children and she did not murder those friends of ours Uh, CD says Bill was on that guy's island while she was plotting his political career I have reasons about Bill from this show (laughs) yes is that why Bill's gone tonight is that what we're not allowed to do yes (laughs) Um, now I have reason to believe that Nothing political that happened in Clinton, Bill Clinton's career actually was Clinton's doing because he was just never there. He was just off um, getting it sucked while Hillary was actually running the show from behind the scenes. But the glass ceiling hadn't been broken yet, so they couldn't come out and say that she was actually the president, but she was actually running the show behind the scenes. It's possible. I mean, Obama's still president right now. That I mean— somebody's got to be president. because Prove me wrong. Somebody's was, running this some, shit. That's so why I said somebody's got to be doing it because we know Joe Biden's not doing it. You know, Obama, like, after he was out of the White House in an interview, that he was asked, like, if you could if you could run for president, would you do it again? And he was like, eh, I don't think I'd do it again in public, but I would love to be the guy who's, like, making the decisions behind the scenes and not have to be the guy who's taking all the crap for it. Dance, puppets. Dance. Uh-huh. And here we are with with clearly a guy who's definitely not making the decisions in the White House. A guy that literally looks like a marionette doll. A guy who also, coincidentally, exchanged friendship bracelets with Obama when Obama left the White House and uh, had a little pizza logo on it. But that's that's just normal. Old politicians exchange friendship bracelets? Yeah, apparently, uh, if they're as good of friends as... You know, racist Joe Biden and Barack Obama, who he was serving under in the White House. Yeah, they they had their little sitcom that they shot well, two episodes of, and then they exchanged friendship. It's hard to not be friends with a guy that is so articulate for his kind. Yes, for his kind. Absolutely. <laughs> He's one of the clean ones, according to Joe Biden. Good God. Now... Way off topic. Um, we got to get back here. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about Vince Foster, which was one of the OG uh, 
publicized Clinton suicides. But before I do, we got to have a little bit of a backstory to know kind of what he was dealing with before his mental state, his depressed mental state that he supposedly went through before killing himself. Because he was, have you ever watched um, uh, what's uh, House of Cards, which I'm almost positive is loosely based on the Clinton's life? I've had so many people chastise me for having not watched House of Cards based on my interests. Good God, man. Um, and I, I've been meaning to, and I will. You should. Uh, anyway, he was, he seems like he was the guy that was always kind of like, at least on paper, cleaning up the Clinton's mess because he was, uh, he was always there and he was always like, at the time of his suicide, I think he was in charge of making the tax re- their tax records look good after Whitewater, which is what I want to, the backstory I want to tell is Whitewater. Have you at least heard of Whitewater? I have heard of it. Okay. Now, Whitewater... I experienced it on some uh, on some rapids while I was uh, rafting in the... That's it. That's the, the that's water. The I, I can't even think of a location right now. That's, that's it. That's the scandal. They went whitewater rafting. Um, now, Whitewater, what it was, was supposedly this guy named... Uh, what's his name? James McDougal, which already sounds like a made-up made fucking yep. name. James McDougal. A- anything McDougal. No. You're not you're not named that. So this James no. McDougal has this brilliant idea to buy up I think it was like 280 acres of property of in like beachfront property in Arkansas. Like you know the the high high society property in Arkansas. Um and he's going to flip this and supposedly he only bought it for like $250,000. Now, I get it. This was like the 80s and 90s. $250,000 equates to maybe $500,000 today. But for 280 acres, what can you buy for even $500,000? Right. Now, now the whole scheme was not not really scheme. The whole plan was to buy up this 280 acres and set like break it up and build these uh vacation homes and sell them for buku bucks to these rich people and make a killing off of this 280 acres. Now, Mr. McDougal, which is totally not a fake name. It's very um, real came to the Clintons because he was kind of associates with them. And he was like, you know, you don't even have to invest in it. Like you don't have to invest a dime into this. We just want your name on the loan pretty much. And yeah. you'll be a partner in this. And it's like, how many, how many people do you know where it's just like, you want to go in on this with me? You don't have to spend anything. And it's not um, shady. I mean, at, at there's the, the Hunter Biden scenarios <laughs> where he's like, Hey, just get in, get involved with this. It'll well, yeah. have my dad's name on it. Now, now you got to realize he was already like governor at the time. He's already in politics at the time. So having his name on it was probably uh, co-signing on this loan as the governor of Arkansas was probably a pretty right. big fucking deal. So right. they- it's the same thing. Like if you read the laptop from hell, a lot of the negotiations, according to that book, seem to be like Hunter just using his dad's name for what I, like his dad doesn't really care. He'll meet. He's like begging his dad, meet up with this guy, meet up with this guy, meet up with this guy, because he knows that just he can utilize that authority figure power of the name of Joe Biden to do the thing. So yeah, uh, Bill Clinton doesn't have to have anything to do with this stuff. Right. He just has to like take the check and put his name on it. Now on top of that, this McDougal guy apparently formed his own bank to kind of fund his, all his ventures. Um, but he needed to get money from another bank 
to fund his bank to fund his business ventures. He had all kinds of business ventures. Um, <clears throat> this is very long story short. So you got to really dig into Whitewater because it goes pretty deep. But anyway, apparently he tasked Bill Clinton with putting pressure on the bank that to loan his bank $300,000 to loan to their business venture. So uh, that's kind of where the Clintons, at least, in the very least, the Clintons fall into this, is he was using his clout as the governor to pressure these banks right. to invest this $300,000, which doesn't sound like a lot, but again, that's like $700,000 today, which... It sounds like a lot to me. I mean, yeah, but for like <laughs> people that are now million for and billionaires... people, it's not a lot. Right. But, uh, I mean, let's keep it in perspective. Like, swindling somebody for... $30 is bad and $300,000 I can't even imagine what that that looks like. So at the end of the day, the economy went into shit about that time and nobody was buying vacation homes, so this business venture went flop, went belly up and they lost suppose quote unquote lost their $300,000. Now what how much do you bet that that $300,000 never was intended to go there and they just laundered $300,000 and just made money from nowhere and pocketed it and tried to walk away with it i'm all in on that bet all 100 percent, all my chips now now yes these guys the clinton specifically are people that they touch something and it turns to gold uh apparently hillary when he first took office she's like you know we don't make a lot of money in public office so i need to find ways to um you know kind of subsidize our our finances so she started Investing in cattle, what do they call it? Cattle futures, whatever the fuck that means. Um, she invested a thousand dollars, and within the first year, she like turned that into a hundred thousand dollars. College scholarships for young, for young cows, yes. for young young cattle. Yes. Um, whatever, whatever it is, she invested initially like a thousand bucks and flipped that into like a hundred and twenty thousand bucks within a year. Um, nice. Now people have said one in one trillion people would be able to make that much off of an initial vest investment. Yeah. Again, it's like what kind of what kind of fraud games were they playing back in their early days? And if I mean, she same as like Nancy Pelosi stocks that people follow to to see where the corruption is so they can invest in the <laughs> the same corrupt places. Right. That's a thing. Um like how do these people like these public servants who make I don't know $50,000 a year on their annual salary end up being these like multimillionaires. And they don't have strange. they don't have any influence on where the markets go by any stretch no. or anything like or any regulations or anything. But no. um so like I said, <clears throat> they seem to be people that they they strike gold whatever they touch. So to invest in such a poor decision like this whitewater thing that just went belly up and they all lost like three hundred thousand dollars in taxpayer money it, it it seems like there's more likely a more just a scandal or money money laundering and it's not more likely it's like 99.999% likely <laughs> yes. now now they went and really investigated hard in this this whole thing especially with more so with this McDougal and his bank and defraud cuz he went on to defraud or defraud a bunch of other stuff after whitewater and so they Everybody connected to Whitewater ended up in jail, except for the Clintons, who obviously knew nothing about it and had nothing to do with it. So they're scot-free. And at this point, um, he's now President Clinton is when all this stuff mm -hmm. kind of went down. And there, I think 
I can't remember. I think Kenneth Starr even was digging into that. Kenneth Starr was into all the Clinton affairs and somehow was never never connected them to anybody, anything. But um, this McDougal guy, apparently in prison, decided to flip. <clears throat> because at first he's like, no, the Clintons had nothing to do with it. And no, they didn't pressure this other bank guy. Um, the, the, this is just this is all on me. And then when he, once he went to prison, he decided to write a book and also supposedly, I think, testify to a grand jury that no, the Clintons are full of shit and they did do this. But he suddenly died of a heart attack in prison before cross examination. So none of it Bummer. is none of it is admissible in court because there was no cross examination. Bummer for him, not for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, and even the article from 1994 was like, this takes a lot of the pressure off the Clintons, legally. Huh. It's like, huh. Huh. Just, huh. And he had a history of— uh, Was he vaccinated? He had a history of uh, heart disease and, like, clogged arteries and shit. So, I mean, obviously it was a heart attack conveniently right at that moment. So, so I mean, Again, nothing to see there. Possible. It's possible. Uh, so that's this McDougal <laughs> guy. He's dead. One of their early on business partners. That brings me to this uh, Vince Foster, which is the crazy story, because Vince Foster was kind of their paperwork, kind of like their accountant. He was responsible for making their tax tax uh, papers look on the up and up after Whitewater. Look so clean and still make money? Yeah, basically, yeah. So I, I got this article about... Um, who was Vince Foster? This is dated in 2021, so it must have came back up in people's minds after a while. Huh. Um, I don't know why. <clears throat> yeah. It says, Vince Foster was an American attorney from Hope, Arkansas. He served as deputy White House counsel during the first six months of the Clinton administration. Now, another thing you got to know about Arkansas politics is it's total, like, more cronyism than the majority of American politics, which is which is saying a lot um, like the whole there was one called Travelgate, which is where <clears throat> uh, when the Clintons took office, there's this section of government that's responsible for like booking flights and all this shit for the president. And they were like, oh, these people are misusing money. Let's fire them all. And then so then they brought in all their own people from Arkansas because they fired all these people. So it's all cronyism and nepotism at its best. Uh, so this Vince Foster was one of them that just happened to be a good friend, good lawyer friend, and they brought him to the White House with them. Says he served huh. as deputy White House counsel during the first six months of the Clinton administration. Uh, Foster worked under the White House counsel Bernard W. Nussb Nussbaum. Uh, he was a childhood friend of Bill Clinton and White House Chief of Staff Mac McClarity. While studying at Vanderbilt University, he served as part of the Arkansas National Guard during Vietnam. I don't care about that shit. Uh, practicing mainly corporate law, Foster joined Rose Law Firm, which is where Hillary worked, and in 1974 became partner. As deputy counsel under the Clintons, Foster was tasked with vetting administration employees, preparing executive orders, overseeing international treaties and military force, and authorizing spending within the White House. So this guy also authorizes all the, the mismanagement of money and all the, the famous White House remodeling that Hillary Clinton did. He was responsible for authorizing that, that spending, among a range of other things. Foster was also involved in overseeing Whitewater tax-related returns, the failed re real estate entity that saw their partners in the investment 
Jim McDougal and his then-wife Susan served time in jail on fraud charges and contempt of court respect respectively. So his wife, Susan McDougal, also went to prison. Supposedly, Bill was having an affair with Susan McDougal. Jim McDougal dies in prison. Susan McDougal got pardoned by Bill Clinton before he left office. Wow. <laughs> right? Um, it says, I mean, just like, come on. It says uh, in... Uh, it says Foster would work long hours, six or seven days a week, and was beginning to lose weight during his time as deputy counsel, supposedly. Now, his wife says he wasn't losing weight. He lost all his weight in Arkansas because he was on a diet. But they're trying to paint this picture that he was super depressed and stressed out, so he lost all this weight. Apparently, that didn't happen, but this article says it did. In May of 93, the White House travel office controversy occurred when seven employees of the White House travel office were fired and replaced by friends of Bill and Hillary Clinton, becoming the first major ethics controversy of the Clinton administration. Many of the employees were eventually reinstated in other jobs in the White House, and Clinton associates were removed from the travel roles, but Foster found himself at the center of several critical Wall Street Journal articles. Foster continued to struggle with criticism, weight loss, insomnia and depression leading up to his death. What happened to Vince Foster? Since his death, five official investigations have been carried out, looking into the cause of Foster's death. All five investigations have returned the verdict of suicide. Yeah, right. Uh, Foster's death is often known as part of whitewater, a term used to cover controversies during Bill Clinton's administration. So this does, does it actually get into how he killed himself? It doesn't. So I'm just going to tell you. So this guy is their cover man. This guy is their um, approved shitty funding man. And he all of a sudden gets depressed because by his own words, he said to his wife, he's like, I can't handle the stresses of D.C. I want to move back to Arkansas. Well, apparently either his depression got a hold of him before he could move back to Arkansas or the Clintons got a hold of him before he could move back to Arkansas. So the story goes like this. This guy gets depressed, goes out into a park, walks down this dirt path, and sits down, I think, on a bench and shoots himself and dies, obviously. I mean, that's the most believable story just in that aspect. That's the most believable uh, suicide story that I've heard so far. The guy just, uh, you know, he was going through some shit. He sits down. He's like, done. Now he shoot himself in the side of the head, the throat, or the back of the head. I think uh, one of them was shot in the towards the top of the head. I'm not sure. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, apparently there was two gunshot wounds in his head. But uh, so so the FBI. Eric Ambrose says, "My money, my money is he smoked too much weed. He smoked too much weed, <laughs> fell asleep on a railroad track, and shot himself yep. in the head, um, as you do." So. It, now it said you saw it said that there were three separate investigations. Um, one of them, at first, the FBI thoroughly investigated. Now again, this guy walked down this dirt path. The FBI scoured his shoes like with a wire brush, looked at them under a microscope, found no trace of any dirt on his shoes whatsoever, to to indicate hmm. that he walked down this super dirt path. Like the, they were saying. Was Possibly, maybe. Now, the other thing the FBI report said was there was no blood found around the scene. Like, nobody saw any evidence of blood. Now, at some point, 
Kenneth Starr gets brought into this because, like like I said, Kenneth Starr was the takedown Clinton guy. He was the guy that pushed the Monica Lewinsky thing in the whole impeachment process, and we saw how that played out. Kenneth Starr decides to bring in this guy, this expert guy, to help investigate who happened to help get O.J. Simpson off. He brings in this guy to prove that this was a suicide. So the guy who proved that O.J. Simpson didn't kill somebody is the guy who he brought in to prove that... That hmm. this Vince Foster killed himself. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Now, huh. th- this guy comes on the scene. I'm sure he's legit. This guy comes on the scene. And first, like, think about the uh, the FBI things I said. They found no evidence of dirt on his shoes. Under microscope. After wire brushing his shoes. No, no evidence. This guy mm-hmm. takes one look at the shoes and supposedly sees a smudge of dirt on the shoes that's clear to the naked eye. Just like, oh, guys, it's right there. You missed it. The FBI looked at this under a microscope. They missed this smudge of dirt on a shoe. He's like, it's right there. Problem solved. Case solved. Mm-hmm. Number two, he looks at a Polaroid photo of the crime scene and is like, look, there's blood splatter right there on that leaf. <laughs> Everything goes out so, the window. So the, the question again, though, is like if this was a suicide or like suicided, if he was murdered and um, it was a cover up and a fake story, why would it come out that there's no blood, no dirt, none of that? Well, the just whatever the, the initial. Now, <clears throat> interestingly enough, and this is just stuff I've heard from other podcasters and other stuff I've read, so I don't know how much of this is conjecture or how much of this is the actual story. A lot of this actually comes from a guy that was like an in-depth investigative journalist that wrote this long, in-depth book about this and how Ken Starr and watched the whole himself. thing. Uh, I think he's still alive. Um, but... Huh. I he, don't trust him. <laughs> so, the first park policeman that arrived on the scene had never seen a suicide in his life and he's the one that's just like guys it looks like a suicide and since from that moment it was obviously a suicide um there was no second autopsy done on the body which is always the case in these instances i guess um most of the investigation was left initially the initial investigation was left to the park police not the fbi to start with and and I was just the whole thing was park police are forensics agents. Right. The whole thing yeah. was botched, like almost from day one um, and covered up. And it, it was just like a murder. There, on... doesn't even, there doesn't even have to be a payoff at that point. You can just be like, hey, guys, we don't have time to get there. You take care of this. Like, we're not going right. to send anybody like you do it. And then they're like. Uh, looks like a suicide. I have no idea. There's no, never been anybody murdered in this park. Like, <laughs> right. Now, <laughs> there are suicides in this park. I don't know. Other things I read said there was, in fact, two gunshot wounds. But um, that guy that said he found the, the dirt on the shoe and he found the blood splatter in the Polaroid said the other exit wound hole spot was just a blood splatter spot that they saw. It wasn't actually a hole. So obviously that negates that. Um, I have read... Even if they said, like, hey, we finally found a blood spot in this Polaroid picture, like, isn't the lack of a blood splatter more indicative of wrongdoing than finding a blood splatter at that point? Well, he shot himself? That's that's what there's... Like, the initial 
investigation was like, guys, there's no there, there's no blood splatter. There's no nothing on his shoe. And this guy comes in and is like, no, there is blood splatter. Obviously, this was a suicide. Because if somebody shot themselves point blank in the head, there would be brain matter on the ground behind him. Not uh-huh. just a couple dots on a leaf, even. Even if they found just a couple dots on a leaf. Well, blood splatter, like if, if he was murdered or if he shot himself, there would be the same amount well, of blood splatter. They're saying because there's no dirt on his shoe and there's no blood that he was killed somewhere else, he was brought there, and he was positioned. Oh, okay. And they're saying... Which also makes sense. I think this this guy was like laying perfectly down with his arms at his side and his head just like perfectly straight. There was no like contorted body or anything. The gun was okay. Still- so, so the conspiracy theorists think that what my initial response was, he was murdered and brought there and yes. that's why there's no blood. Okay, yes. I see. Yes. That's it. Um, and then he was positioned so perfectly and the gun was in his hand, which as we know, guns tend to fly 30 feet when you shoot yourself. So how is Naturally. this gun still in his hand? And this was the guy who's, he had a black revolver in his hand, and his family, for like two years, was like, he only had a silver revolver. He never had, never saw him with a black revolver, ever. Gave the statement multiple times, and then all of a sudden, this comes up again a couple of years later. And they're like, oh, yeah, I forgot his grandpa gave him this black, this old antique black revolver. We oh, forgot that, that slipped bad. our mind, and we just remembered. Whoops. And so, yeah. And... Apparently, the Kenneth Starr investigation took three fucking years to conclude, to say this guy killed himself. Three years and like three, like millions of dollars. Um, On top of that, he's been buried for two, at least two and a half years. On top of that, that White House officials were allowed to go in and separate personal and business documents from his whereabouts and supposedly removed documents during the investigation and like this one specific i think whitewater document that they were looking for for like two years nobody had a clue where it was it just fucking disappeared then all of a sudden it appeared at the white house and i had hillary clinton's fingerprints all over it yeah not nothing there though i mean kenneth Starr found no evidence that it was anything other than a suicide obviously and this was the guy who was dead set on taking down the clintons Mm-hmm. So checks out. Yeah, this, I mean, I, I get to. I personally get to a point where I'm like, it. It's not a suicide, so who cares? <laughs> like, it's so flagrantly obvious. Like, in all these new ones coming out, it's so obvious. That, like, when you send me stuff, I'm just like, yeah, Clintons are killing people. Like, even Scott Horton, who's like a, a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. Um. I had a long conversation with him about conspiracy stuff, and he used to be in the conspiracy land. Now he's more in just the anti-war land because conspiracy people get a little crazy sometimes. And I vividly remember him saying, he's like, I don't remember who he, he said. Somebody told him this when he was in like InfoWars land and stuff. They were like, it doesn't need to be a conspiracy. It just needs to be politics because politicians are fucking murderers. That's true. And like, it is true. And there's a part of me, like the part of me that plays both sides. I'm like, yeah, so that, that still makes it a conspiracy. But yeah. I'll, like, it, it, like set that aside. Yes. Like none of this surprises me at all. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's it's what they do. It's their their thing. And that that's pretty much what House of Cards is, is like the cutthroat level that people, the levels and extremes people take to get to that level of, of power. It's like you don't just... 
like expect the people to do it for you and just live a good life and people will vote for you. No, I mean you gotta you gotta clean. First of all, you gotta be cutthroat to even head down that course, and then you gotta clean up the skeletons that happened in your cutthroat yeah. days or your existing cutthroat days. You gotta you gotta or clean. all the conspiracies that were made around like building up to your cutthroat days, like mm-hmm. uh, like giving benefit of the doubt, like. If you get into politics, you're going to get slandered from start to finish. Doesn't matter. Like right. you got to clean up the skeletons all the way along, and then you got to cut throat to keep going, and then you got to clean up those skeletons. Right. So yeah, yeah that's the name it. of the game. Derek Ambrose says, uh, "Depends on the bullet's caliber. A th- 22 will enter the skull and just roll around it there." Now, the the thing is, I'm pretty sure this was a 38 revolver, which is not a 22 by any stretch. Um, so I'm not good at math. But that doesn't that that thirty eight is bigger than twenty two. Right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> a twenty two is like a little tiny, almost BB size, and yes, yeah. it will. But this was not a twenty two. It was a thirty eight. I'm pretty sure, um, which I think would blow your brains out. Now, I want we're we're pushing time. We got about probably fifteen minutes left. I did want to get into the Sith. Seth. I got to get going. Actually, I texted you, but you probably didn't see it. I didn't see it because I'm. I'm talking. Um, I wanted yeah. to talk a little bit about Seth Rich, but I guess you got to go. Um, apparently, you don't know much. I, I assumed you'd know more about Seth Rich than you lead on to. I do. I, I know more now, certainly. <laughs> and this has been enlightening. Like, again, it's like, uh, I don't know. Like, just uh, there's. Uh, the cynical part of my brain just accepts that this is reality now. Right. And like that has something to do with my being tainted and jaded over the years. Like even when like you bring up at the beginning of the episode, uh, how I got you into conspiracy theories. I barely even remember that because like, it's kind of just got glossed away because sure. at some point digging into this stuff, you're just like, Oh yeah, we're kind of fucked. Like everything's fucked and uh, all of this stuff is made up and whatever. So like even like the digging into conspiracy theory stuff, I'm like, I don't know. Do you even have to? Right. Or like Scott Horton's right. Like it's just reality now. And but uh, it's getting even the good thing. The silver lining is that we're getting to a point where it seems like more and more people are finally starting to realize that you don't you're not like the conspiracy theory idea that was created by the cia to like the the phrase conspiracy theory was created to make us all sound crazy it's like yeah but what happens when alex jones is proven right over and over and over again what happens right. when uh covid today like today or yesterday uh they came out and said yeah it probably came from a lab like the thing that we just <laughs> chastised you for three years about how you're a crazy conspiracy theorist about it's like okay like I'm I'm black pilled and white pilled at the same time because yes they hate us and they have all the power but mm-hmm. at the same time the more they show their hand the more the, you know this stuff is just like yeah they kill people they killed a lot of us during covid and right. uh, like they locked uh you know elderly covid patients in nursing homes and expected that to go well even though they knew by their own science that, that wouldn't work out like uh, there, there's so many things that uh it's just uh, like my brain can't handle it all and I'm just like yep so, yep, it's just it's just true. I I'll just point. go and wrap it up because I don't feel like continuing oh, this well, after you. Don't let me ruin your party. <clears throat> no, that's fine. Uh, we talked a little bit about Seth Rich. I think most people are familiar more of Seth Rich than some of this older stuff. Um, there was also the one that I wanted to bring up was the guy that exposed the tarmac meeting with uh, uh, Loretta Lynch and Bill Clinton during the yep. whole uh, 
uh, email scandal, that whole trial, yeah. and that guy just ended up killing himself like two years ago. So As I mean, the the stuff just doesn't end. Like it's like every other year, there's another Clinton related suicide. In some years, right. like in the the case of the Seth Rich one, there was like five killings in six weeks related right. to the Clintons. The and only that, question left is like, what do you fuckers need to right. like believe that this stuff is real? Right. So I I guess my question is like. <clears throat> Like how many of the how many coincidences in one person's life do you have to have before like you were saying before people are just like oh this is a real thing and not just like well these people have a lot of con you got to realize the amount of connections these people have so um when you think about the number it's not it pales in comparison to the amount of people the Clintons bump elbows with so obviously there's going to be a lot of odd deaths surrounding it yeah but these people are like a lot of the ones we talked about are direct connections like Longtime friends like stayed at their house or was on their campaign trail or knew knew a lot like way too much for somebody that would just decide I'm going to quit. It, like, again, it's like the fucking mafia. It's like, you know, too much. You don't you don't quit the Clintons. You don't quit the politics like the high level politics. You you're, you're going out one way. And Once that's you're in, in, in when you're out, you're you're quite literally out. <laughs> yes. Um, my my question is. Do do these people ever face any sort of retribution? Is there any like like Trump was saying, like get lock her up or um, they're they're going to end up in Guantanamo Bay and all this shit? Does anything like that happen? Do these people ever get exposed, or does this shit game just keep playing out the way it plays out? If I had to put any money on it at all, I would say it keeps playing out. And um, there was a thing on like just I don't know today or yesterday, somebody like posted. Oh, obviously this came from a Wuhan lab because like this was patented and now we can finally see some retribution. It's like, no, we won't. Motherfucker, that came out like a year ago. Mm -hmm. Like what are you like at least two years ago? Probably like the fact that the, it was patented. And so it's obviously not natural because you can't patent a natural virus. Right. Like, obviously this has been going on and we've been saying this. And how Forever. many how many of our social media accounts collectively between the two of us have been nuked for saying those exact yes. things there? Those yes. things there. Um, I've at least had one Facebook page and my YouTube account specifically for those reasons get nuked. And I think you had multiple nuked as well. Had a uh, lot. Yeah. So in uh, that uh, we're my... saying the thing that is commonplace now and they'll backpedal and pretend like it was all fine now. And like and they're also pushing for amnesty. We need to show amnesty to the people that were just unintelligent well the people that were unintelligent were the fucking scientists that you said trust the science or you're an evil like terrorist uh, yeah for two years you're talking so about now this... i'm supposed to show them amnesty no fuck you the same people that said we should like put these people like literally put these people like intern them from society like put them in internment camps or isolate them from society not let them like come out and mingle and like live their lives in society because they don't want to get vaccinated or they believe this or they, those people had no interest in amnesty a year ago. How did we get on the topic of this? But it's the same thing. It's like the people, it's all the same thing. That's the thing. Yeah. Like my show started out, you were there. We talked about conspiracies, politics, and religion, religion. Now they're all the same fucking thing. Yeah. You've got the Trump supporters who are also the, the evangelical Christians who are supporting Trump and the QAnon stuff. And it all rolls into the same thing. And they're all getting like just played by all this stuff. And I don't know. Like, do you think uh, Donald Trump hurt our case as conspiracy theorists? As far like I go back and forth, I think that he helped and hurt. Like I think even the QAnon stuff helped and hurt. Like it woke people up to being like, "Oh shit, 
this is not what we thought it was. Like, they're not the comfortable boomers that they were once. Like, this is waking up boomers to be like, I don't trust the government. I'm like, good. Now stop trusting QAnon also. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, Donald Trump. um, I don't know. There's there's still a part of me that's like, I think that he's just a braggadocious asshole who is out for himself. But at the same time, if he's out for himself and it helps us, government has never intentionally helped us. Government only helps us when it trickles down because it just happens to help us when it's helping them. They're out for themselves. They don't love you. They don't give a shit. They only allow it to the same. um, And he just, you know, if you're if you're at least talking the game. I'm going to be like, okay, I will hear you out. And Donald Trump talked the game. He didn't play out the game in a lot of ways. He played it out in some some ways and like not getting us into a whole bunch of new wars, certainly. But uh, like, yeah, at the end of the day, these guys don't care about you. Even Donald Trump, like giving him all benefit of the doubt. He's a billionaire asshole that wants to boost his credibility. And he keeps trying to do that, like whether it's pushing the vac- the big, beautiful vaccines that he created or the wall that he's totally going to build someday or the Hillary Clinton that he's going to lock up and all this stuff. Like, it's all about him. And I'm fine with it being all about him as long as there's more trickle down to the rest of us and uh, exposing some of this shit. Well, and I, uh, he's, he's done some of that. I feel like they only trickle down enough to keep us just happy enough to keep voting them in. Uh, it's not like they accidentally Wait, trickled it down. because fine. I'll take it. If I they- will take the guy who is out for himself but it helps us more but if this was like a also i'm not voting for donald trump if this was like a monarchy we would just be the peasants that nothing trickled down to because they just remain in power so they gotta they gotta keep us happy enough to not revolt that's why they allow some to trickle down that that's the whole purpose of it um our our mom is here she says a conspiracy theorist is someone who figures out the truth before the most people and (laughs) Then profits. They were called profits back in the day. <laughs> now, the problem is, like, we had these like epitome moments where we're like digging into the shit, and we're just like, "Have you heard this? Have you seen this?" And then when we get to this point now, where the truth is actually, people are like, "Did you know that?" It's like we're just banging our head on the wall at this point, just like, "Yes, yeah. yes, I know I that." And <laughs> right, so, like, you're you're asking me about these things. I'm like. I mean, I just kind of find it annoying at this point to hear about another Hillary Clinton thing. Like, yes, it's fascinating, but also it's like nobody's going to care. Nothing's going to change. Nobody's going to do anything. Um, I'm I'm going to keep saying, yes, absolutely. The, the Clintons are killing people and the vaccines kill people. And also you're saying this because it's my channel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and also, like, what do you do? What do you what do you do? Legitimately? I mean, sounds. Some people are just beyond saving, and you just got to put them down, I guess. <laughs> That's right. We need to round up all these vaccinated, like, <laughs> Ukraine-supporting, um, like, mask-up, BLM-supporting, uh, um, just all, all the things of the day that you have to be supportive of or you're a racist. Mm-hmm. Just round them all up and burn them in concentration camps. Obviously, that is not what not what you should do ever. Not what I would do. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Final question, YouTube. I'm sorry, it's not my channel. Final question: (laughs) Is Hillary Clinton ramping up a comeback? I hope so. I hope with all my heart. And just bring John Fetterman out as her running mate, or Joe Biden. Same thing. I repeat myself. Um, yes, please. Yes, just roll out all like Donald Trump. I think is stupid, and he's going to come out and do 
the thing that's going to work. I think that we're probably going to have Trump 2024, and I'm not happy about it. I'm happier about it than Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or uh, Hillary Clinton. But yes, please bring out your worst. Bring out your top dogs that are all just complete scumbags with all this baggage. Yes, let's let's do that again and see how it goes, because it only wakes more people up. The more dis dis, I don't know, disenfranchised they are with the system, then great. Please give us the worst. I like it. I like it. Well, it just exposes the shit show for what it is. The circus for what it is. It's like when you bring out like the Donald Trump and the John Fetterman's and the, the Joe Biden's, it's like you're just making it obvious that this is just idiocracy at its best. Yeah. I mean, you're not even trying anyway. They used to at least be eloquent speakers to where nope. they, they sounded political and they dressed political and they even wore the fancy little lapel pin. Like uh, I American- could name some ins- inspiring things that <clears throat> Donald Trump said. I could name inspiring things that Barack Obama said. I could name inspiring things even that George W. Bush said, as dumb as he was. I, like, what is... Uh, Joe Biden said that wasn't said already in his campaign speeches leading up to his presidency. Right. That was written like by nothing somebody. inspiring other than oh. these MAGA supporter, these MAGA right wing, whatever's like they need to be. Come on, rounded man. up. Come on, man. Like it, it's over. Like the whole thing. I don't know where it goes. That's the black pilled part of me. I'm like, I don't I don't know where this goes, but it's clearly so the, it's clearly over. What, I don't know how we bounce back from this at all donald trump is only going to make things like he might make things economically better but they'll pretend like everything is worse and yeah. so everybody will be convinced that it's worse yeah i don't know how we get out of this so what you're saying is the system is down seems like a good wrapping point dan <laughs> let us know where we can uh find more about you and the shit that you do you can find me on the aptly named thesystemisdown.tv or at TSIDpod on Twitter or wherever the System is Downs are sold. And we just did, we released earlier today, Dave Casey went out to the uh, Rage Against the War Machine rally in D.C., which was amazing. And he caught a bunch of interviews with uh, people like Ben Swan, Ron Paul, um, who else? Uh, Clint Russell, Reed Coverdale, a bunch of people. It's a great episode that just came out earlier today. And um, yeah. I, I also want to give a shout out to Dave because he's he's hustling lately and he's going through some things in his life right now. Dead dog. Dave, we don't want to talk about it. That's that. Don't want to talk about it. Uh, but uh, he interviewed Scott Horton tonight while this was happening, and you should all go check that out immediately after following this and show Dave some love. And he will be back on my show on Wednesday to talk about. Also, Brian Nichols is joining me on Wednesday show at two p.m. Central Time uh, to talk about uh, all, you know all the things that are going on in the world today. Sure, that's a lot of things. A lot of things you got. I, I get. It was still still shorter than your plugs at the beginning. <laughs> gotcha. Let us know what you think about all this Clinton body count stuff. Have you have you dug into it at all? If you haven't, I mean, it's an interesting bedtime story. Definitely go read it. Uh, Sharon, Shannon, whatever you call yourself these days, you missed out Sharon. on a good one. Um, check, let us know what you think. Uh, check us out all over the social medias. You can find us at Break the Bell Pod or at Break the Bell Pod dot com and find all the stuff that we do uh we have the are, are we doing the morning show tomorrow two scoops tomorrow is that happening i don't know we'll talk all right tentatively we may be doing the, the two scoops morning show tomorrow which is me and my brother dan smots of the system is down podcast if you haven't met I've him, heard of him you've heard of him uh you should check out the show then uh 
So tentatively tomorrow at 7 a.m. we will be doing that, possibly, if we feel like it. So uh, stand by, because that, that could if happen. If not tomorrow, then Thursday. It won't it's always going to be Thursday. one or the other, probably. It won't be Thursday, because I'm out of town Thursday. So well, possibly tomorrow, or not at all. So we'll let you know. Whenever we feel like it, and we hold firmly to that belief of whenever we feel like it. Yes. I mean, that is that is the one standard that we live by <laughs> on both of our shows is yes. that when we feel like it mm-hmm. little segue or segment of the two scoop show. Otherwise, mm-hmm. nothing else. Don't hold us to anything else. Just hold us to that. Uh, like I said, check us out all over social media. Check out Dan and the shit that he does and all the all the crazy stuff he's involved with. Um like, share, subscribe for both of us so we can be famous and uh, end up on the Clintons list. And get on the cl- Yeah, damn it. He beat it. me. Shit. Oh, okay. Yes. This has been fun. Dan, thanks for coming on again. It's been a while. It's been Chris- since Christmas, so it's, it's always been a pleasure. Bit. It's been- it- and this has been two scoops. This has not been two scoops, but this shit. has been a show. Where am I? I don't know. Have a great rest of your week. We'll catch you next time. Goodbye. The Break the Bell Podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zelinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.